I just was thinking like you are obsessed with me the same way I'm obsessed with you. <laughs> of course, that's friendship. Yes, this is what friendship is. Mm. Welcome back to Made It Out. Today we are talking about a lesbian rite of passage. I think <laughs> the first girl. Oh god. I don't just mean the first girl like the first girl you get drunk and make out with or hook up with and then never talk to again it's like the first girl that Mm -hmm. you explore lesbianism with (laughs) and I'm even more excited about the guest today we have Shannon Beveridge she's a big youtuber director photographer and basically like a staple in the lesbian culture and here that. she is. (laughs) Here I am thanks for having me so excited. Shannon and I met like a year or two years ago and I think it was like at a pride event or something Mm -hmm. but then really before ever getting to know you I went home to Texas oh yep with Mathilde and had tea with your mom of course you did (laughs) of course you did Deb she told us your coming out story and I was like crying oh my gosh (laughs) she's spilling the tea at tea Deb shout out to Deb that checks out but we are both from Dallas Mm -hmm. And that's a whole thing. <laughs> Chokes a little. Yeah. Dallas. <clears throat> yeah. What was your experience like growing up gay in Texas? Oh, it was so delightful and wonderful. I loved every second of it. Uh, it was terrible. It was stressful and difficult, but it also took me a long time to like really, really figure that out and believe it, even though I like kind of knew, but I was like, nah, no way. And then I went to college in Oklahoma, which is arguably scarier than Texas. I don't know. I was like, going straight there. That'll be great. And I thought if I joined a sorority, uh, I would meet my Prince Charming in some (laughs) frat house somewhere. If I joined a sorority, I would meet my Prince Charming. I was like, here we go. This is the like lesbian to straight pipeline. Meanwhile, (laughs) no, then you're just surrounded by like 200 hot girls all the time. And I'm like, oh, my God they're going to find me out. Like I'm going to get like caught. Yeah. Like fuck. Yeah. So that was just even more stressful, but everything happens for a reason. Cause that's also how I ended up like online because I needed, I like had no community. Like I had so much community, but then I felt so lonely. So I went on Tumblr, the lesbian, uh, Mecca. And then I started to like post my own stuff and then tomato tomorrow. I don't know what happened here. I am today on your couch. I- <laughs> <laughs> Some a lot of shit happened between that. A lot of shit happened, but here I am. So when did you start to figure out that like, okay, I might like girls? Well, I didn't know really that you could be like a lesbian. Genuinely, I like didn't think that that was like a thing. Like I knew like boys could be gay, and then I had like my PE coach in middle school was like, you know, a stereotypical PE coach. You know, Lesbian. she had like a shaved head. OK. And like there was a window from her office into the girls like changing room. And I just remember everyone always being like, "Ew, like she's going to watch us change like our little sixth grade minds. But that was like my first lesbian that I ever like saw. And I just was like, obviously, I don't identify with that like at all. So I never really thought about it. And then same thing in, in, in high school, my volleyball coach, she was like also like that kind of like very intense, like lesbian and I was like uh, no and her partner would come to the games and I was like no I'm like <laughs> none of this is like I don't relate so I didn't really think that much about it 
But then, and I had boyfriends and I was really obsessed with this kid, Kevin, because he like would never love me back. So it was like this game where I was like, why doesn't he like me? So I really thought I was like, this is what all the girls feel. Mm-hmm. But then I did watch the show South of Nowhere and like the last season of the show, the last episode of the first season, the girls kiss for the first time. And I'm watching the show like sitting on my couch. And by the end, when they kissed, I literally like this. <laughs> it was like, what the fuck am I doing? Why am I like leaning forward, feeling lots of feelings? And I was like, <laughs> what's going on? But then I just like suppressed it. But then, and I had like, I feel like, you've had the same same kind of like experience where you had like really intense girl friendships or like you like kind of had a crush on a lot of your friends. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that that's what was happening, but I definitely was doing that. And then this one girl also felt that way. So it was just like divine that that happened because like, yeah, the first night she spent the night at my house, she like gave me a back rub for two hours. And I was like, (laughs) interesting. (laughs) I don't know what's going on here, but... I won't make you stop. That's two sure. hours. Two that hours. Intense. She, like a back tickle. And I was like, should I tell her to stop? Like, I don't know what's going on. But we had this really intense friendship and I was never going to act on it or say anything. Like in my head, I was like, I'm in love with Kevin. So don't, <laughs> don't worry about me. But then one night she like sends me a text being like, I really have to tell you something, but I'm like so scared. And I was like, you can tell me anything. And she's like, no, like, what if you don't want to be my friend anymore? And I was like, there's nothing you could say. Trust me. (laughs) Nothing that would make me not want to be your friend. And then finally she's like, I like you as more than a friend. I was like, I was like, me too. (laughs) And then, yeah, that was crazy. And a whirlwind in my life for sure. And very intense. So that's my like, first girl I had really intense friendships also I didn't know that they were like yeah they're innocent you're not thinking like you're just like it's just a little too intense I'm like why do I only care your opinion about everything about me yes I don't care about Kevin's opinion I care about your opinion literally this is the experience because I also did not know lesbian could even be a thing it was like I like no representation Except for like Ellen and my PE and volleyball coach. And I'm like, love, great, great representation for some people. Just was not hitting home. Yes. Same, 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 same. (laughs) So then there's no like understanding of what this could be. And then you do become kind of like obsessed with your friends. Yeah. But you have no outlet to understand this or. No. and and, And you're also thinking like, that's how they feel too. I just was thinking like you are obsessed with me the same way I'm obsessed with you. <laughs> of course, that's friendship. Yes, this is what friendship is. Or like I would get super I lost a friendship in high school because I was like super jealous of this other girl that wanted to hang out with my best friend all the time. You're like you this is my girlfriend. <laughs> the fuck are you doing actually who the fuck are you (laughs) this is my romantic partner leave her alone yeah Yeah, or like when friends would get boyfriends and i'd be like wait this is that always was brutal the boyfriend coming through i'm like why aren't you texting me back (laughs) oh because you're with your boyfriend damn it yes i'll get one too (laughs) okay so you're with the girl it's out in the open we've texted so then i was like and we hung out every day so this is like late one night, I think like a Thursday night. And then it was like Friday night. And we like had a plan to like sleep over or something. We like, yeah. So she like comes over to my house and it's so like awkward because oh, no. it's like, 
we both know. Now that, what like, do we do? What the fuck are we gonna do about it? I was like, hey, and then we're like sitting on the couch together, and we always would like be like a little too cuddly kind of vibe. But it was never me because I was always paranoid. Like I didn't want. I think even subconsciously, even though I was like, I love Kevin, I was like, if I don't love Kevin, I don't want these girls to look back and be like, she loved me. So I would like be like really like, like people used to call me prude and stuff, even through college, like, and like, cause I would change in the other room. Mm. And like, if someone was changing, I would turn my back versus like all my sorority sisters are like, I'm like, whoa, totally. I'm shocked. And, but yeah. Um, so she was always cuddly to me. So then we are like watching a movie and we're laying side by side on the couch. And I was like, I don't know what, I don't know how to initiate anything further than this. Like we've already cuddled a bunch. So I was like, have you ever, oh no, I just, it's like, so high school Riz maybe, Uh, (laughs) but no, I was like, have you ever touched someone's tongue before? And she was like, no. And I was like do you want to? And then she was like, okay. But I was still too scared to kiss her. So I was like, I'm going to give you my gum. So I put my gum in her mouth and then we started making out. What? I know. It's crazy. Game, I guess. (laughs) Game question mark. Weird. But also like, what are you supposed to do? Even kissing boys back then was like really fucking awkward. Like you'd be like leaving and you'd be like, do we kiss now? Like, (laughs) Are we supposed to? I don't know. Maybe that was just me. No chemistry there for sure. But (laughs) after that, then it was like, we never did anything weird like that again. Like we would just kiss. Okay. Yeah. It was kind of like, I think we just needed something to like get the ball ball rolling. (laughs) And then the ball rolled and then it got really scary. So then then are you like, now you're dating in secret? It was more like just this like naughty secret thing that we Mm. had together, but like, she would get really jealous of like if I had a boyfriend and then for like the first like few months of it it was like super intense we'd like make out we'd like we, we weren't like super physical because we were from Texas like mm-hmm. it was just like not going on with it. like even our straight friends weren't really having sex or doing anything like that so it was kind of like innocent but like one time we watched Slumdog Millionaire three times through and made out the whole time and that's a long movie that is a long movie. that's a long movie <laughs> I'm like, what is going on? My lips were probably purple by the end of it, <laughs> but I loved every second of it. <laughs> but I think it was like actually kind of like right after that, that she came over one day and was like bawling, crying. and was just like, we can't do this anymore. Like we're both going to go to hell. Like this is like terrible. We're sinners. Like we need to just be friends. Like don't try to do anything with me. I'm not going to do anything with you. But then we like held each other like crying in my bedroom. And it was like so drama. Fuck. I thought I was going to literally die. And then that was like probably my junior year of high school. And then it just like would happen. It, it just would start happening again. Like on and off. Like something would happen. Like we definitely were like in love with each other, I mm-hmm. think. So it was like really hard to not like act on those things, even though we were like consciously trying not to. Um, well, she was consciously trying not to. I was like, <laughs> you're right. Oh, we're going to hell. But. But we have one life to live. <laughs> YOLO. <laughs> and I would just wait for her. But I would just wait for her to like initiate something. And then I'd be like, Yes. And then she would cry again. And then I'd be like, and then I would feel terrible. And then it would be like, it was like so cyclically, cyclically 
toxic. Yeah, that's like really us. tough for you because you're like here waiting. Yeah, I was a simp. So- <laughs> it's like, call me, beat me at any time. I'm there. And I had boyfriends too, not just Kevin. I had other boyfriends. So I was like, yeah. It juggling. Was, oh, I was juggling. And then she did this really fun thing where she would make out with all of my ex-boyfriends. And I was like, am I delusional? Like, she doesn't even like me. She wants to, like, make out with my boyfriends. Like, but then she would, like, come climb into bed with me and, like, kiss me, too. So I was like, what is going on? Yeah, that seems like some sort of weird projection thing or, like... I think she just didn't want to be gay so bad that she was like, look how not gay I am. Yeah. I'll make out with your boyfriends. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm scared. <laughs> just like so overwhelming for a young kid but yeah but where were you with like all of the gay stuff at that point well I was like oh my god I just remember when we kissed I was like this is what this is why people like making out because I had made out with people and I was just like that's boring or like ew I I would just always yeah ew when guys would like shove their tongue in your mouth like before you even got to their lips I'm like whoa (laughs) no thank you but then I was like, this is what I'm supposed to do. But yeah, when I kissed her, I was like, oh my God, this is what like it's supposed to feel like. And I was like, yeah. But then that was devastating because I was like, I don't want to be gay. So what am I going to do with this like knowledge? Totally. I'm going to go to Oklahoma and join a sorority. That's <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Obviously. What else do you do? I mean, to be fair, I went down like kind of a similar path. I had the whole... I mean, I think it's a common story when you're living in that kind of culture and it's mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm just going to like really bear down and like go with this. And yeah. I dated some like very questionable, probably January Sixers like <laughs> men. I'm just saying like Republican men. Yeah. Like totally against what my views are. But like when you're just that disconnected from yourself no, totally. and like what you want, you're like, OK, I'm just going to go with like also you're trying to like doing. stuff yourself in a mold, like a mold that you see everyone else like fitting in. And you're like, why am I not fitting in here? I am like trying so hard. And it was really like complicated and interesting because I was like I got along with everyone. Like I was like even in my sorority, like I was like friends with everyone. Like I was like, I don't want to use this word and it's going to come back to haunt me. But like popular you know (laughs) like within my sorority like I was like getting along with people so it wasn't like I was like even like an outcast enough to be like oh I'm just different I was like I'm just like you guys I just want to kiss girls so what do I do with that wow I have not heard that said like that but that is totally the way I have felt I mean working I worked in like nightlife Mm -hmm. and things like that and it was it was like I fit I'm I fit just in. Like, yeah, yeah, it's it's like, fine. I'm fit in here. So yes. why don't I fit in? And then you're like battling with yourself of like, yeah. It's, and then you're like, do I really, what if I don't even fit in and I'm just like pretending, but then I'm like, no, but this comes so easy to me. Like even still I'm friends with my sorority friends and I'm like, like we get along. We don't have all the same views on everything, but we get along socially so well. So I'm like, it was hard because I just felt like I wanted to be, I wanted to stay fitting in. And I thought, if everyone knew I was gay, then I would not fit in anymore. So I was like, yeah, it was stressful. But then my idea was, I was like, I'm just going to make everyone love me so much that when I come out, they won't like want to lose me as a friend, which is exhausting. Because then you're trying really hard all the time to be like there for everyone mm-hmm. and like a good friend. And they're like, whoa, I'm burnt out for sure. And like, you don't even realize because it's no. all so subconscious. Yeah. You're just like, I'm just doing this and I'm here. Yeah. You're like tap dancing for your life. 
Wow. I've never heard that said out loud like that, but I just resonate so hard. That's so... Please don't roast me for saying I was popular. (laughs) (laughs) Within my community. Okay. I ran into someone from high school the other day. She was at a party and I was like, oh yeah, I went to Hebron. She's like, really? And I'm like, oh my fucking God, I was a loser. (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe that. But yeah, I did. It was... High school is different than college, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay, so then at what point, because I know you're coming out straight, at least to your family, and at Mm -hmm. what point, and this was that same girl. Yeah, my outing. Yeah, so tell us that story, And at what, but at what point was that happening? We were, like, in that on-again, off-again period of, like, we'd already done all, like, the crying and the, like, we're going to hell. So we were, like trying not to act on our sinful thoughts. And uh, I was at her house one night and we had made out in her hot tub and we turned the lights off, which is sketchy and weird. Why? (laughs) Obviously kind of off. And then we like, we're getting ready for bed and her mom comes in and she's like, we have to talk to you. And they take her into their bedroom and she's gone for two hours. And it's like, 10 p.m. or like 11 p.m. So I'm just like sitting on her bed, like, oh, ruminate, like being like, what did they see us in the hot tub? Like, what happened? Like, it has to be about this. Like, maybe it's about something else. And then after like hour one, I'm like, oh god, this is definitely they definitely, <laughs> they definitely know something's up. So it was horrible. And then she like came back, and her mom's like, you have to leave. You can't spend the night anymore. Like, you guys, like, we're gonna monitor your friendship. Like blah, 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 blah. And then she's like, and we're going to call your parents. And then when I got home to my mom's house, like the next day, oh, the other thing is she's like, you need to leave now. And I was like, it was 1230. And I had my like learner's permit in Dallas. So you can't drive after midnight. And so I was like, it's, it's like illegal for me to drive right now. I don't know what you want. I was like, I sleep on the couch. Like, I don't know what to do. And then she was like, yeah, she can sleep in our room. You can sleep in here. And then I just woke up at like 530 in the morning, like whatever was like acceptable enough. I didn't even sleep, I'm sure. Yeah. And then I left before like anyone was awake. I just walked out the front door. But yeah, this is like a good snapshot into Texas parenting. Oh, just, just oh, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> they had a Bible study when when they were in there for two hours. One of the things of the two hours was a Bible study. Yeah, you are fucking. Kidding. Yeah. And her dad called her gross. So not not he's gross. Yeah. But yeah, then my mom, I walk into my mom's house and she's like, you're not gay, are you? And I was like, ew, no. End of conversation. Like pretty much end of conversation. She was like, okay, well, mom did call me and like, they seem kind of like concerned. I was like, it's nothing is going on. I don't know what you're talking about. Like they're being weird. Nothing's going on. I was like, I love Kevin. Obviously, I love Kevin. I love Kevin. Don't forget about him. Okay, wait. So, how did the parents find out? Uh, okay, so I assumed it was the hot tub thing for a long time. I was like, they obviously saw us make out in the hot tub. But then, like a week or two later, she's cleaning her room and she's like folding these blankets that she had in the corner of her room. And there was a baby monitor in the room. So they had been like <laughs> listening to us and overhearing stuff. And every time I tell the story, people are like, oh my gosh, they like heard you like sleeping with each other. And it's like, it's so sad because it's so much more innocent than that. It was just like them hearing us talk to each other about like having feelings for each Aww, other. Like, that's so sweet. It's so 
sad. Yeah. And fucking crazy. Yeah. That is fucked. It's so weird. Imagine being these parents like sitting in their bedroom and listening listening to Tina. That's like so beyond weird. So weird. So weird. What a violation of privacy. Yeah. Also like to say, like, imagine anything we could have been talking about, like getting your period for the first time like stuff where you're like I don't want your fucking dad listening to me talk about that like and I don't know I we don't know how long it was there and then one day I was texting her and I was like I mean it was like pretty dark I was like I would rather not be like alive than be gay so I don't know what to do with like all of these things going on and her mom read her texts and called my dad and so she added me first to my mom and then to my dad and then to my stepmom who took me in a ride in her car and was like, I used to make out with girls all the time when I was younger. I was like, this is not the same. But anyway. also your friend now, like, what is this girl going through at home? And how long did this keep going for until? It went even through like into college for a minute. But then I got to a point where I was like, this is like you're just like you I felt like she was using me like it, it was really I don't know it got like too complicated and then and then I got a girlfriend and then I had to tell her I had a girlfriend oh. and that did not go over well she was like at my house at a party and then I was like she was being really kind of like too crazy where I was like you're gonna you're about to out yourself so I was like I'm gonna go to bed at a party at my own house <laughs> no. so I went to bed and I locked my door and she was like banging on my door trying to come in and everyone's like did Shannon go to bed and then like everyone left the party and I was not I was like sitting there awake just like being like I don't know what to do because I also felt terrible like I'm like I feel like I'm like breaking your heart but you've been breaking my heart for years yeah it was like it had to end yeah I feel like those relationships are so like impactful on where you end up in the community and like with yourself and like the first one where it's all of these secrets that you shared and it was only you guys and like you're navigating these things it's so heavy too that's like so intense like everyone's always like why does it take so long to get over like the first girl it's like because usually there is like a lot of like secrecy surrounding it so that's like just really intense feelings and especially if it happens to you when you're young like when I was younger I was just like I don't even know what love is like I don't know what anything is I don't even know like anything at all so it was like having all of that on me and not being able to talk to people was horrible and then my friends would go through breakups and like get to like talk about it at like parties and stuff and like cry and we'd all be like it's fuck him he's the worst and mm-hmm. I'm like over there being like I'm dying inside yeah and you can't say anything no. so it's not fun but it is fun <laughs> It's fun until it's, it's kind not. of it's kind of fun at the same time, you know. <laughs> yeah, intense. Yeah, I felt that way with my first girlfriend. Although being older, I did feel like you're the only one that. Well, first of all, I didn't know what love was for 25 years yeah. dating men, and then it's like, okay, wait, this is what it is, mm-hmm. and now this girl is the only one in the world that knows this this thing about me, and so you do kind of become like trauma bonded and I put that girl on a pedestal like to the max and was like oh my gosh this is what it is yeah and then couldn't leave like say kind of the same thing (laughs) it's like I couldn't leave because I was like okay I don't know if I'm ever gonna find this again because then it's like is this just being gay like did I figure it out just because I'm with women or is it just this one person yep that's what she used to always say to me like it's like the exception. Like you're like an exception. Like I, it's just you. And I used to be like, yeah, it's just you. And then I was like, wait, 
I think it might be more than just you. <laughs> Oopsie. <laughs> it might be me. It actually might be me. Yeah. So is she out today? No, not at all. No. And I used to be way more like hush about when I would tell these stories because I never wanted to like out her in any way because obviously I... <laughs> As someone who's been outed, it's terrible. Yeah. But then she went on a podcast and talked about codependent friendships and said that she had a codependent friendship that was physical. So I'm like, you outed your damn self. <laughs> yeah, honestly, <laughs> you don't even have to do anything. <laughs> Now's your problem. But that yeah. is insane. Yeah. And then she, had, she said she had two more after me, but they didn't get physical. I'm like, this is sounding gay. <laughs> not sounding like friendship she's like talking about what we're talking about about like those kind of obsessive friendships Mm -hmm. that like that's queer like that's a queerness in you Mm -hmm. i'm like you were gonna live in that delulu forever the lies yeah lies we tell ourselves and also like whatever for her like i don't know what i would have done if i was her in that position with that parenting situation going on like that definitely rocked her a lot and i think if she is capable of like if she's queer or like capable of loving a guy then I always knew that would be the choice she would make Mm -hmm. so then once you were outed did that kind of did it affect your ability to come out yeah it was pretty awful not a good feeling for sure to feel like that level of like exposed especially like as like a 16 year old like you're so fragile you know, like your ego is so small. You're like, so when I knew that they knew, then I, I also felt like really disgusting. Like I felt like I was like a gro- the fact that her dad told her she was gross. I'm like, I can only imagine what you think about me. But like it was icky, like all around icky. You're just like feel like very like naked. And yeah, when when you don't know for sure, that's what that's why when I ever like I give advice and I say, like, take your time, like let yourself like figure it out. It's because when you know for sure and then you say it, then there's no insecurity. Like there's no like there's no question someone can ask you that's going to like rock you and make you be like, oh, my gosh, what if I'm not? You know, once you do like so much self work and so much self thinking and you're like, no, I've thought about it and I know this is who I am. Nothing can rock you when someone asks you something or says something like you're like, I know this is true. And obviously sexuality is fluid, but like just the idea that you know that you're queer at all. Like Mm -hmm. if you feel that strongly and you like have thought about it all on your own, like it just makes you you have like solid ground to stand on. Mm -hmm. And I was like on a waterbed. (laughs) (laughs) That is so true, because I think about even coming out later in life and having just the control of Mm -hmm. being like of knowing at least some part of myself or my identity. Totally. And then being able to taper it because there's levels like I told my mom way before I told my dad, because my mom's who I go to when I don't have answers. Dad is who I go to when I do have solid answers. You know what I mean? So, yeah, like the control of that. But also, yes, like being 30 or tw- I was 28 and I was able to just be like, well, fuck everyone. Yeah, I know this. But yeah, when you're that age. No, it's so scary. And also when you're like 28, you also have like financial stability. Like you're mm. on your you're on your own already enough that like say something goes horribly wrong. You're not like financially dependent on your parents or like living in their house. Like there's a lot of like safety issues you have to think about when you're coming out too. But I will say the other thing that was such like a saving grace for me 
first of all, like the internet, but like, if you do, if you are feeling those ways, like feeling like maybe I'm gay and I don't know, you also don't need to keep it all to yourself. Like it's really, really, really helpful to have even like one person you can just talk out loud about it with instead of like taking all that burden on yourself. Like I was so lucky that I found the internet because I was able to like talk to people and like share my experience and like learn that I wasn't like so different and I didn't have the answers. Like I wasn't like, oh, I'm 100% gay and I know it and I'm proud and I'm amazing. Like I was like, what the fuck is going on? Mm -hmm. And then talking to someone, like having a safe place like that, it made it, it made me get to that solid ground. I think if I had held that all into myself forever, I don't know that I ever would have like created that foundation to feel like confident enough to like come out. I came out to all of my friends in Texas last and had some probably the most homophobic interactions came from my friends in Texas. Yeah, yeah, Texas. Yeah. I, I was so lucky. My friends were like truly amazing. Everyone was really like accepting and I did it really slowly. I came out to one person my sophomore year. I came out to two people my junior year and oh, I wow. came out to like, then I got loose lipped <laughs> my senior year. I don't know what was going on. I was coming out to like random, random people. <laughs> And like, and like, not like casually, like I wasn't like, oh, by the way, I'm gay. I'd be like, this thing is weighing on me. And I like really have to talk to you about it. Oh no. I'm like, what did you come out to him for? Like <laughs> not my friends, like literally. And like so emotionally, but that was the best feeling ever when I realized I could stop doing that. Like I felt like the only good way to come out was if I gave you like so gave so much of myself so that like they could understand like the turmoil like it, mm -hmm. it's like this isn't something I just woke up today and like decided I'm gay I'm like I have been suffering and dying inside and I need to tell you <laughs> so that you don't hate me for being gay thousand percent but yeah when I finally got over that and I was just like yeah I'm gay get over it um that was so freeing because it was so much less stressful. I feel like I did the opposite like I came to LA mm -hmm. and I wasn't out and then I just kind of was like, okay, yeah, I'm gay now. Like, you know, whatever, like here. I was just like, very casual strokes, about it. Different strokes. Well, then like for people back home, they're like, whoa, wait, what? <laughs> You're know. fucking gay now? Dude, that's... I'm like, yeah, deal with it. What the fuck? <laughs> okay, but that also probably comes with your age because you're also yeah. like more confident in yourself. Yeah. And like, I was like, what the fuck's going on? So I just had to be like, so I was just so emo. I mean, <laughs> I'm so like... Even if you watch my YouTube videos, it's kind of like my personality to be like very, it's like pretty intense. I'm like, you can calm down. Your YouTube videos, I I have me crying at 30. I'm like watching them like yeah. sobbing. I really wanted to pull on the heartstrings. <laughs> you did it. <laughs> also, it's because after years and years and years of hiding who you are, like the feeling of like being yourself and that like liberation of that was like, I just was like, I have to share this with the world. Mm -hmm. This is crazy. I can't believe anyone's living a different way when you could be living this way. So I was like, I am getting online. I got a YouTube video to make today. <laughs> I got to tell everybody. Everyone. Guys, I found the trick to life. Spread the news. <laughs> I'm from Dallas, you know. They're spreading the gospel. I'm like, I got a new gospel. We are spreading the gay gospel. The gay gospel is here. <laughs> yeah, it was intense. All right. If you had to give advice for someone who's going through this kind of portion of the coming out process, <laughs> being outed or Your first the first girl, girl mm -hmm. or both, whichever. I think just like there's nothing wrong with you and you're perfect, like just the way that you are. 
and it might take time for you to like realize and accept that, but like give yourself some grace and yeah, life is so good when you're out and yourself. So, but yeah, don't, don't like force yourself to do things faster than you are capable. Cause sometimes it takes, takes time. Yeah. So we're taking submissions for advice and Katie 17 from Idaho asks, it's been over a year since the breakup. Will I ever get over my first girl? Oh, I'm so sorry, Katie. <laughs> yes, for sure. But I think the first one takes a long time. Mm-hmm. Also, like breakups and grief and everything. It's like not linear. So it it will creep up even like, you know, a long time later. But like eventually you will be OK. But yeah, the first breakup is I think first breakups, even for straight people are extremely brutal because mm-hmm. you're like your first love. It's tough. But I I hate to ever give like a timeline. Like I had a friend who recently broke up with her girlfriend and she was like, when will I feel better? And like one of my friends was like, it'll take about seven weeks. (laughs) I know. (laughs) And I was like, "Uh, that seems like bad advice. But I just was like, sure. Yeah. Check in with me in seven weeks. (laughs) It's been like six months. It's not going great, obviously. But also I was like, I didn't like that my friend did that because then she was like really using that as like a counter. Like she would be like, well, it's been three weeks. So oh in like God. four weeks, it'll be better. Right. And I was like, I don't think so. you're down to the hour. You're like, I got two more hours. Literally. On this. <laughs> that's like how I was like, I honestly, I'm not sure that you will feel better, but it's just like, yeah, it's just not linear. It just takes time and you'll have really, really, really bad weeks. And then it'll be like, a great week and then those become like further and further apart mm-hmm. that's how I always felt like in my breakups but you'll be okay it's tough <laughs> I feel ya I feel ya <laughs> hard we play a game you haul you ghost okay it's the only options no in between got it okay she has a faint smell of mothballs you ghost <laughs> I'm very sensitive to smells. She's perfect and like no, dream girl. Absolutely not. <laughs> I can't do smells. Like I have a very sensitive nose. It's okay, like, that's fair. No. It's a barrier. That's a strong one for me. You got to smell good. Yeah. And not even good. Just don't smell bad. You know, I don't, actually don't like when people wear perfume too. Like I'm so sensitive to smells. I like pheromones. This is this is tips. Yeah. To be with Shannon. <laughs> smell neutral (laughs) smell like your natural self she doesn't make the bed in the morning after your first date you haul it's fine okay thank you this is actually a personal story (laughs) i stayed at matilde's one day the very first time actually i stayed at her house i woke up the next day and she had gone to work and i was like i need to get the fuck out of here like what am i doing here bye and she said it was my biggest red flag no way yes picky (laughs) this bed this bed this bed right here it's huge of course you didn't want to make it it's massive you guys would have taken all morning yeah you had things to do okay this one she identifies as a gemini i don't know if that means she is a gemini and just and identifies that as that or just says she's she's a gemini okay i I am a gemini so caution i'm not a big uh horoscope person okay i would just be like cool <laughs> I'm not sure about that one, but I'll look into it. My mom has like a horoscope book that's like specifically for women and women and men and men. And she like will look up anyone I'm dating and tell me about what our signs are. 
Does it typically end up being right? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) No. I think they're fun to talk about because I think that anything like that, like even like tarot cards and stuff, I'm like, it's introspective. So it's fun to like listen to people try to analyze themselves or like even like, yeah, create some self-awareness. So I like it for that. But I think people who are like, I would never date a Scorpio or something. I'm like, okay, that's silly. Yeah, a bit much. It's too much. Um, She has a waterbed. Oh, just like not very practical. But I feel like I guess you all. Really? I mean, like, where'd she get it? Like, was it like, (laughs) why does she have, why does she have, uh, did someone gift it to her? Is it her gifted waterbed? My grandma used to have a waterbed. I kind of liked it. All right. For but me, like, that's like red flag vibes. Really? If you go out, I and- mean, it would be bizarre. Like, I would definitely be like taken aback, but I would not be like, no way. I like, think I would be seasick. Yeah, I'm just trying to remember what it felt like to be on one. I'm like, I can't really imagine what sleeping with someone on that. Not like having sex. <laughs> no, but yes, having sex. What are you doing on a waterbed? I don't know. But a, you're you a lot of commotion. Honestly, but, yeah. I'll, I'm going to find out, I guess, (laughs) because I'm marrying her. Okay, this one, she takes you to Bucky's on a first date. Uh, You all. That's that's amazing. (laughs) I'm from Texas. That's so fun. But then I need to go to like a movie or something after. It would have to be, it couldn't be the date. It would have to be like, like, let's go to Bucky's and then let's go to like a drive-in movie. Yeah, like two-part date. Hot. If it's just Bucky's. (laughs) Interesting. But I think I still would (laughs) U-Haul. I'd be fine with that. Okay. okay, the last thing we do is we do a toast. Ugh. And Janet <laughs> brought us this big ass bottle of Texas Tito's. <laughs> That's me. Fun fact Tito's is brewed by a guy with a last name Beverage. And we are not related. That sucks. Which is the saddest of all. <laughs> That's a rough go. I'm like, I could have had it made. Fuck. I need a chaser. <laughs> also, like, I'm going to have a heart attack. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, God. I never really liked Tito's. Oh, my God. Loved it. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for having me. Literally, my nostrils are burning. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Support lesbian content by rating, reviewing, subscribing, following. You can find our guest at Now This Is Living our show at Made It Out Podcast, and me at Mal Flowinky. This podcast was produced and edited by Matilda Jordan and worked on solely by lesbians. So send this episode to every person you've ever met and spread the gay agenda. Gay relationship attracted to the same sex. It is that simple. <laughs>